Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to the AEW Collision Preview. I'm Michael Sidgwick, joined by fellow Dudley Boy Michael Hamlet, discussed everything that is in store for us on Saturday's show. But before we get into it very quickly, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. We preview and review Dynamite, Collision, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2.0, oh! pay-per-views, premium live events, wrestler interviews on occasion, wrestling roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week, not this week, complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. Um, not a lot to preview. Only three segments planned, and it's taped. And if I'm being brutally honest, I usually try to avoid spoilers. I used to do it with Rampage before I stopped caring. And then with Collision, <laughs> with Collision, like usually if they've they've taped it once before, yeah. if there was nothing going on on X, I will, you know, try to avoid things and just not go on the app. Um, but it was kind of difficult not to this week, of course, of all weeks. So I'm going to try not to spoil anything if you want to go in fresh. There's no guarantee. I might just slip up. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's been a week, a long one, and I'm exhausted. Um, because there's not a great deal to talk about in terms of this specific collision. Um, you're a collider. Yeah. Ooh. It's, it's fallen off a bit, like. It has. Yeah. What are your thoughts on... The recent weeks of Collision. Not so good, Al. And I don't know why. Um, the peaks are high. Really high. I thought last week, um, I was so impressed with the presentation of Ricky Starks. I love this suspended. That's got pretty much the best thing about this one so far. Yeah. It's like suspended, got to be a manager. So he picks Big Bill. Class. Logical, but class. The um, vignette they made for him. Star presentation on a smaller roster that affords TV time for everybody to get multiple segments. Like, what, you can have a vignette and appear in front of the live crowd? What? Like, only Adam Cole and MJF have had that, and it's like, no, Collision affords this for multiple people. So great. Um, I believe in the vision more than I'm seeing in the execution. So from the very beginning, I was, like, given the promise of Hobbs and Miro, and we have arrived there. I haven't loved a couple of the steps, but from Collision's very first episode, it was like, get excited because we've got two monsters and they're going to clash into each other at some point. And sure enough, all out is on the horizon. We've got it. So it is clear to me the vision is good. Let's look at Ricky Starks and try and fix him. Let's look at these two bulls of the woods and put them up against each other. Uh, I love, I know it's not for everybody, but I love, it's my bias because I just love him. 
but I love CM Punk's plate spinning act. I buy and believe the multiple stories he is telling. I don't feel like he is neglecting them. I think he is picking his fights, I guess. Pick a fight. Uh, he's picking his moments to... <laughs> God damn it, you've yeah, just yeah. brought back, unlocked a horrific memory <laughs> there. Who wants to pick a fight? Darkened room, Alistair Black. Jesus Christ. It's not just darkened, though. Remember the colour law that he revealed when he left? <sighs> like, it was this colour because I was going to feud with this guy and stuff like that. Yeah. Punk. Remember when it got too dark and it was just a disembodied head? Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, every... And then it would cut away and he's like, he's looking at the door and he's like, was that somebody at the door? Or are you just, like, looking for a fly? I love this profound misunderstanding of how it works. You're meant to interrupt the promos, <laughs> not sit there where no one can see you. If you wanted a, a fight, yeah. you go to the ring whenever. Just whenever whenever you want, basically. Definitely get a match. That's you, the thing. That's how it works. You post my base's dream as a wrestler. If you're um, Humberto, yeah. you, if you wanted, this is canonical on WWE television. If you're Humberto Creo, you could, after the 10-minute Roman Reigns entrance, uh-huh. it is the law... That you just run out, go, hey, Roman, you bitch. <laughs> I want to wrestle you tonight here in insert name of town. And that's how it works. I don't know why they all don't do it. No. Alistair Black didn't pick that up, obviously. He's doing it now. He's all right. He rocks up whenever he wants and he picks fights, doesn't he? Yeah. I like Punk's plate spinning. Um, I know it's not been for everybody. But not for me, and I'll get into it later. Yeah. Well, I feel like um, what they've done here is they've found... I'll give you this, right? You said from the very beginning Collision was going to feel like compromise, and it does. Yes. It absolutely does. And not for the maybe the obvious reasons, not for the fact of certain people, as we've been told in stories, can't be there, and maybe certain people won't be there. It's not really a roster split thing that I'm finding the compromise. It's the attempts of them to try and balance this idea of a small Collision roster with the bigger picture of how AEW books. So I think what we're seeing with Punk at the moment is a attempt for CM Punk and Tony Khan to collaborate. It's CM Punk's idea that I'm going to fix Ricky Starks. I'm going to make him. We're going to have a three-match series. They're all going to have different reasons to exist. There's all going to be different kinds of heat, but we're gonna, it's going to work. And Tony Khan's like, I've, I've got this like massive pull-out spreadsheet with like six different weeks of stuff on. He's like, right, well, I, c- I can't do anything with Starks that week. Uh, uh, Joe... And he's like, I want to fight Joe, so should we bring the Joe thing back? Yeah, yeah, that's great, because I've got this Joe thing on this column in the spreadsheet. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. And, like, there's the other stuff. that. So, like, the previous stuff, like, Punk and Jay White is not a thing that's gone away. Just the Bullet Club Gold have kind of stopped fighting with FTR for a bit. Yeah. So that pulls Punk away from it. And in three weeks, when all in and all out have passed, Jay White is definitely going to attack CM Punk. You think I forgot about you, Punker? <laughs> CM Pink? yeah. <laughs> Uh, cut your face open, I'm a shredded ebbs. Like, <laughs> and then we're going to be like, and then, you know, like Ian Riccoboni or Kevin Kelly. Which, and they're going to narrate a video package where like, yeah, look at this interaction on this trios match that took place in June. And Tony Khan's going to say, yeah, that's what I meant all along. And Punk's like, all oh, right, well, I've definitely conducted my business with Joe and Stark, so I suppose I've got to give you your Jay White. Yeah. Thing now. That's where I'm seeing creative compromises. But I believe Punk's issues with them individually. I've enjoyed that balance. I just, it's got a nasty rampage flavour about it the last few weeks. We're talking about this, what, three things advertised? I know it's taped, but like three things advertised, these obvious winners and losers matches. It's the same old problem with the women's division. Nothing has been fixed there. That's crap. So I just, I don't know, I've got my suspicions that already 
the bloomers off the collision rules. The numbers are what they are, and I think it's a matter of time before uh, the punker and Tony Khan's best friend, David Zlazloff, or whatever he's called, is going to be like, uh, Wednesdays, please. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just I feel like that's where it's going to go, no matter what punk wants to do. I don't know. It just, it kind of, I feel like there's an iceberg in the distance. Yes. And collision is going to hit it. And a lot of people are going to be like, how has this happened? I've been loving collision. If you look, one was looming there in the background for longer. I my thing with collision all along, and it's been very pronounced over the past two, maybe even three weeks, two, probably two. It's always like one really good match. I love the thirty minute main event slot. Love it, genuinely. It's I mean too long. It's too, too long. long. <laughs> too long in there too long. I just I don't understand why you're in there as long as you are half the time. I just don't. You could justify a long match. Easily, if you're a great wrestler, and they're not not great wrestlers yeah. who are in those slots. I just think it's uh, a taking the piss. It's a bit self indulgent for me. I think it's a wrestling litmus test. Like Punk thinks and knows he can do it. Christian and Darby go out there and can do it. FTR tag matches, etc. But every now and then, a Starks or a Hobbs or whoever's going to be in the spot, and it's like, can you? This is how we're going to do it. It's going to test you. Can you do it? I don't think they've got the spark to fill out the two hours. Because, like, between Punk and Khan, I just don't. The old ROH lads wanted to go longer all the time, didn't they? Yeah. Can we go 30, 60, 90, whatever? Is this, like, the TV wrestling version of that in 2023? Maybe, but it's not a show brewing with ideas. It no. does simple stuff elegantly well a lot of the time, but I get the feeling that it's just not two incredibly motivated people in Khan and Punk. Passion Project. LFG. It just feels like they don't really have that many ideas and they don't really want that many ideas. That's not what they are in terms of what Punk in a wrestling mind. He's like, it's weird that he's called CM Punk and not CM Classic Rock <laughs> because he's not, he's so, he's very old school. Yeah. He's a very, very old school guy. And I don't know. So the whole idea for me with Collision was it was always compromised and bittersweet. And what you're getting is the compromise of what you can't get for several political reasons that have been covered extensively to an extent that you are bored of hearing them. It has to be great to be great because when it doesn't click and it feels long and baggy, I just feel like it's so inessential and quite frankly boring. It's a bit annoying, isn't it? Having wrestling on your Saturday when it's not peak stuff. Yeah. Oh, this of me Sunday. I know. It creates that feeling of irritation, which was one of Rampage's biggest problems, wasn't yes. it? Yes. So I, it's... When it's not grey, it's really just boring to me. And if, in what would be one of the biggest news stories of the past five years, and think of the ground that covers, if it was sensationally revealed that WWE had bought a stake in AEW, but just no one knew about it. Yeah. So it's a ridiculous hypothetical, but bear with me. And Triple H had been shadow booking it. I would not be surprised. No. It's... Has it bears so many similarities to Monday Night Raw? Like honestly, I don't think I, Triple. I'm thinking of the things I love, and I'm like, he's right. No, that's, that's, why, <laughs> yeah, that's why you're that's a why it's Sometimes, <laughs> and there are certain the, the meme. It's like these really snarky anti elite people on Twitter. They meme the collider thing, but they do seem to be drawn to the show. I don't think they are. We would be prepared to admit how many similarities there are. When I think about Triple H's Monday Night Raw, I think of. There's a lot of impromptu stuff on there. Mm-hmm. There's been more than one impromptu match on Collision after, what, 10 weeks? Aye. it's they're, they're normalizing it. I know my problems, you know, aren't particularly echoed by everyone, but it's a fact. Like, they are normalizing the impromptu match in AEW on Saturday nights at least. So that's a raw thing. 
Um, the lack of AEW chaotic energy. It's all very languidly paced. That is a raw thing. You get, you don't get like any wild angles on there, or like any yeah. crazy combinations. Any of the AEW, the distinctive AEW energy doesn't really happen. And I think that's a feature, not a bug. And Steamboat would be my rule proven exception there. That felt. That, yeah, that felt. But then again, I think that sticks out because there hasn't been a lot of it. Yeah. But that was like a horrifying moment, yeah. an angle, a big moment. But right? it's a pretty regimented match, pre-tape, match, sit-down video package, and there's always one match that goes unreasonably long for the sole purpose of filling out time for my, for my money anyway. Mm. And that's a Triple H special. He's actually toned that down. Really annoying when you got those three and a half star twenty two minute matches on Raw. Yeah, and it was just filler acclaim bait. They're shorter and hotter now, and that's no coming. Yes, is exactly. They are going I... shorter in the main event, and they're hotter. And like, even I'm saying, like, it's like a bit much in the way of these Judgment Day yeah. tags. But they're knocking five minutes off them, and as a result, the crowd are into it. So. And one thing that annoys me as well, and I'm not like a, I'm not like a total kaboomer. <laughs> I've not heard that <laughs> one. You know, dynamite goes kaboom. <laughs> So you're a kaboomer. Kaboomer. And because, like, like okay, boomer, they're like the old AW oh, yeah. fans versus the new color. It's <laughs> great. So I'm not, like, you know, a total kaboomer. You know, I've had my problems with Dynamite have been, you know, I had too many bloody problems with it for, for some listeners. Yeah. But um, when people say, ah, oh, Collider's the grown-up show, I know it's just a meme. Mm. I know I can't take it seriously. People are just getting their jokes off and are posting with a capital P with their lowercase tweets. I only got the update repost. I've not seen that until recently. No, uh, no everyone's just completely repost. No selling it. They're artists. they retweets yeah. until the day people die. What annoys me is that it's the show for grown-ups. You can allow, uh, things are allowed to breathe. Things actually matter. People grab holes. You know, you know I know it's a joke yeah. in a lot of circles. Uh, it's not that different in some ways. One of my problems with uh, Dynamite is that they've taken... You know, my trademark deft dovetailing. And now it's mazy and direct. Subplot, <laughs> subplot, subplot. At some point, I'm like, get to the point. Mm. Get to the goddamn point. Make it urgent, direct. Make me feel like these two wrestlers hate each other. And it's subplot mad collision. And I know there's, yes. it's not CM Punk's show. Tony Khan books it. Obviously, CM Punk is very protective over it. His fingerprints are all over it, um, according to... Um, Joe Lanza from um, Voices, who's very, very connected. But when people say that, it's a drastically different show. It is, but it also isn't. Like, Tony Khan is subplot daft to a point that I think it it comes off. It used to be intricate and interesting. Now I just think it's unfocused. Yeah. Um, And that, to me, summarizes CM Punk's run. CM Punk is always perfected the grudge program. He knows where the money is in wrestling, and that's mm-hmm. personal issues. But this CM Punk Samoa Joe match at Wembley, I know a lot of ROH people online, and I kind of am one of them. I don't love it as much as they do. It's a big night for the robots. It's a big night it? for the robots. It's a big night for the nostalgia um, ROH crowd. Samoa Joe versus CM Punk absolutely does not feel like two guys who hate each other competing to be the best or whatever. CM Punk had to get on screen, and this is the storyline, bullied into wrestling Samoa Joe, who he doesn't seem to care that much about. If he's not indirectly 
mentioning MJF mm. and then not doing that. If he's not feuding more with Starks than Joe on Collision itself, if he's not doing various things of which every online wrestling fan, because we're all online, is aware, trying to get that elite match, this Joe thing feels like such a... And not even a secondary concern. It's like Punk's not even bothered. He's beat him. And the worst thing is, is because he's Punk, he's great. That His commentary performance for Joe versus Strong yeah. is so promising to me. It's like, oh my God, he's so good at balancing all of these acts that he can make the Samoa Joe thing feel like the fight of his life. And now, weeks later, it's like a fight that he doesn't even want that much. Yeah. He's just been bullied into it. Like, Starks is his prime. And I know maybe this is... Yet another, like, rubbish, contrived, like, inessential byproduct of them having all in and all out in such close proximity. So maybe it would be more fair to judge Collision after three months. And maybe this is just the thing that we are contractually, greedily bound to. But they could have done such a better job with this Joe versus Punk build. Like, such a better job. It's, it's WWE. It's like, I was talking. This is how unfair I am. The Cody Brock program for me felt like oh, it's very good but i'm just so familiar with that chord structure yeah that i can't really get wowed by it like oh you've won a match but not really oh well you've won the second match but not really guess we'll have to have a third it's yeah. decisive it's trilogy booking which is yet another similarity between punk and triple h it's like creative minds and how they put things together and um the idea of oh i know joe in roh law was always susceptible to a roll-up and it was very cleverly done but they just did a nice little TV match with an indecisive finish with the idea of doing another one. It's match to build a match, and for me, not a particularly interesting way. If you're going to do match to build a match, at least Cody in Triple H's version of this, he had the you know the diversion with Dominic Mysterio, but he never kept going after Brock and wanting that decisive win over him, whereas Punk has just been dicking about with like everybody else. I think, again, it's too subplot heavy, and... I don't know, it just feels like they're doing too much. They're doing too much, and what they're doing brought, brought Out has ruined this promotion. I cannot escape that creeping notion that Brawl Out has ruined this promotion because until the books and Punk work together, everything they do individually is compromised by the fact that it's everything is not as good as what they could be doing. Yeah, and, I, and that's maybe that's not a fair criticism, but God damn it, it's in my gut that is the one I can't help but feel. It's just on um, uh, Punk and Joe, a point you were making there. I actually think, something I disagree with what you said, but I actually think you're being kind to them here. Uh, I don't think the Owen Hart match was a match to build a match. I think this is another reveal that, like, we're never going to know the chaotic nature of this all-in card and what's gone wrong along yeah. the way. And, like, I wish we could just talk about it in those well, I think they were definitely going to do another Joe Punk match. I don't, I'd, certainly not for all-in. I don't think you book it if you're gonna if you know it's it's a bit like the when we were talking on Dynamite about um, Stadium Stampede when you've done Anarchy in the Arena at Double or Nothing. I think if you know you're going with Punk and Joe at Wembley, I don't think you book it in the Owen. Genuinely, I think they were doing the they would build up that match it's rematch City at Wembley Stadium massively. Yeah. It's, it's meant to be in London. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's stare down. It was stare down in the tag match that was hot as out, wasn't it? on the dynamite, on the collision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So they knew the match was money and the, the first meeting was money. Uh, if there and then it was going to be all in, they've thought 
we're going to have our cake and eat it too, and we're going to pop a number for the Owen. I think it was for the Owen, and then see you again in six months. If you look, at, there was a there was a point where after the Owen match, CM Punk wasn't at the top of Joe's hit list. It's one thing for it not to be the other way around, and CM Punk's like, all right, fine, I'll fight you again. Joe wasn't coming out the very next week and being like, I was screwed. That that defeat meant nothing. Don't think you've beaten me. It was lucky. Yeah, that was two weeks, three weeks before he said that. He was doing other stuff. He was, um, didn't he do the gravity squash? Yes. Larking around, having fun. Like, they've picked this back up, Rawling, because I'd, I would love one day to get the shoot interview or get the scoops or whatever it is that reveals... He's waiting a long goddamn time. Uh, that reveals the... I'm not saying this one match determines so many other directions, but the whole deal about the Young Bucks going with the FTR match once they'd re-signed. What's, you know, the Young Bucks... Uh, Dark Order, Righteous, yeah. Elite stuff. So, uh, well, that takes Hangman out of this trios match. And then what about Kenny? Danielson not getting injured. He was going to be in a singles with Kenny, possibly. Like, I don't. I genuinely, looking at the last sort of six to eight weeks of collision, think that they weren't 100% on what Punk was doing. And then something has fallen through or other pieces have moved on the board. And they're like, Joel, do. We can absolutely, we can, I'm not calling it a turd, but we can polish that turd. That would be like, when I take my kids bowling, like, because there's a special offer on the ball and Ali. The Dunes. Yeah, the Dunes. Charlie's at the Dunes today, actually. Is he? My wife's taking Charlie at the Dunes. Um, but, like, because there's a special offer on. We, we go bowling quite a lot, but sometimes it's like, oh, I need a last-minute thing, yeah. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. I can't be asked to be in the house. We'll go bowling. I will polish that turd. Bowling is not a turd, but yes. I'll polish that specific one specifically. This feels like the case with this. I don't think Punk Joe was on the whiteboard from day one for all in. I don't know what was, but I feel like so many moving pieces made them look at it and think, we can get away with it. We can get away with it. This is going to be the same as Forbidden Door. Punk goes on early. He kind of wows you because he's still absolutely goaded. Yeah. You have nothing but great memories of how the match was. And then nobody stops and goes, right, Punk on third against Joe. Oh, it's a bit weird. It's a bit weird. Yeah, like, do you remember even when 
so you, when it was like, well, they're doing all out as well. Well, it must be something big for Punk to set up him versus MJF in the unification in Chicago the following week. It's going to main event all out. That's where Punk's big night is. And we're nowhere near that either, are we? Yeah. And I just, I don't know if it's like, which again, to your wider point though, which I totally agree with, brawl out AW structurally suggests that things are not fine because if they were, you would have been able to see this much cleaner route to both of these shows, yeah, all in and all out. On the brawl out thing, like um, I, we did these podcasts months ago and I said to you, I think things are fine. I think enough, con- I'm not saying they're best mates, but I think enough conversations have happened. I, but like Punk and Kenny. Nope. Punk and, Punk Page. and Kenny, maybe, yeah. Punk and Kenny, maybe Punk and Page. Maybe Punk and Page is the type of thing where they don't need to speak, but they've been like, you know what? Fair enough. Like, when the time comes, we'll, we'll just do it. Punk in the books, I kind of believe that. I kind of believe the hatred there. I don't know. It's all just my own head cannon. But like, Sean and Brett fought in June in the locker room, right? And we're back in the ring together with that maybe the best WWE finish ever at SummerSlam. Oh, Race mate. Oh my god! Go and watch SummerSlam 1997's main event if you haven't. If you're a younger fan who uh, hasn't gone back, I haven't gone back to watch everything from the 80s and 70s yeah. or whatever. But like mid, uh, go and watch that. You know what I'm like with. Oh, it's not a clean finish. It's the best dirty finish I've ever seen. Maybe the goddamn wife. Yeah, I'd, it's it's in my top sort of three wrestling finishes ever without any thought. But like, so that happened. They have their backstage fight in June. They're able to work and orchestrate maybe one of the best finishes in wrestling ever in August and Survivor Series is in Montreal and that's where that match goes on the board. So when Brett's fighting the Patriot, Sean pivots pivots off to the Undertaker. So that doesn't really count. That's huge. It's a but, con pill, isn't it? The but Patriot. When Brett pivots to the Patriot. The con pill diversion. Yeah. It's not like, what the frick's he doing fighting the Patriot? It's like, well, because Sean's happening in Montreal. They will get to this now. Yeah. Like, look what's happened at SummerSlam. Like, I know they've had the fight, but like, like and I'm, it's probably because the British were better yeah. <laughs> in the nineties, but uh, but yeah, the Patriot is like when you look at it, you're like, what's going on there? And it's like, well, because Sean's coming. Sean is definitely coming. It doesn't feel where we all feel a bit trapped here, and in a bit in stasis is that like it doesn't necessarily feel like the elite is coming unless you want to feel like it's coming. There's no Survivor Series on the horizon. There's no guarantee. Yeah, there's no feeling yet that we're going to get there until one of them, until CM Punk does an off, like off grid shot at Hangman Page, and then it gets it in the discourse for a couple of weeks. doesn't feel like anything's really penciled in. Yeah. That hurts it. It's just, uh, Brawl Out was ruining this promotion. And I feel like the evidence of it just mounts every single week. Before we actually preview this card... Remember d- on Sunday, man. And, this, uh, this is the last AW broadcast. And, uh, and the delay of which maybe says something about a collision in and of itself. We're not sinking my teeth into this week's card. Before we get into it, when you did the Jim Ross voice there, I reminded us, right... Like a total, you know, like there's this weird Mandela effect about just eighties wrestling and old school wrestling and the moves just a matter and the furniture yeah, yeah. just a matter and all the rest of it. I was watching um Flair Funk I quit uh-huh. from the clash, you know, to celebrate and to remember Terry Funk and what well, I think is his best performance, certainly the one I've seen best one I've seen from him. Um but because my WWE network Whatever reason, when I sometimes watch an old show, sometimes buffers, and it drives us insane. Right. Whereas, like, every new WWE PLE that I watch is just fine. I yeah. don't know what it is. So, like, I didn't want to, f- like, sometimes they're unwatchable. Like, we get oh. terrible internet Wi-Fi in um, South Tyneside, where I live currently. So I thought, ah, oh, back in the day, I bought the best of Clash of the Champions. Yes. Three-disc set. 
and it's on disc one. I think, you know what? I'm going to watch a nice little 15 minute hot as balls tag um, from the uh, James something center in Miami. <laughs> and it's on and Tully, 1998 against Dusty and Sting. Oh, yeah. And it's just simple, beautiful stuff done so well. Like, I love that uh, Southern style tag. That bit where the baby face is like, come on, let me get him. He's just cheated in that. No, no, you can't. You can't. I didn't oh, see them cheat. More. Uh, the yeah. This is the it, best. It was already bad, and they've made it worse. Yes, <laughs> it's the best. It's like, oh, come on, let me out, and let me out. Oh, I'm going to chin you, chin you. Oh, fuck, oh, my God, the rhythms of the Southern Tag. And I get, uh, I get all chubbed up. Yeah. I get all chubbed up, and there's about, like, I don't know, 4,000 fans there. They're all getting chubbed up. <laughs> In this match, there's no ring mats, so the peel and back. I don't think there's any ring mats, actually. No, there aren't. Pretty blue mats. No pretty blue mats no, around No pretty blue mats around here. Um, on... When Sting's like, hold me back, hold me back, hold me back. And like, oh, we're not doing anything, we're not doing anything. And then Sting's like, all right, okay. And they're getting back, and they distract the ref again. Thinks J.J. Dillon distracts them. On gives Sting a DDT on concrete. Right. So I'm assuming he's gone off to the hospital no. for six months. No. He get, he get Sting gets DDT'd on the concrete, right? I, I'm telling no word of a lie. On rolls him into the ring, pins him, one count. And it's not, he's no sold it. It's a one count, very theatrical. You can't do that to me. I've got superpowers and it's great. He just does the one. Uh, it's the weirdest thing. Uh. And it's like, you know, when I was a finish back in the 80s and now, <laughs> and now it's a transition move. No, it's it's just like was that one, 88. Uh, was that? 88. The like DDT Jake on Roberts ex- put a lot of guys away with that until the nineties. Well, exactly. <laughs> Double A didn't. So yeah, it was just a weird one. I couldn't. I was like, I've seen that match like three hundred times as well. Mm. I can't believe I can never like remember that. Like DDTs on the concrete, rules in the ring. This whole thing lasts about eight seconds, and then like one. Uh, I was like, was that harsh on John Cena for the SummerSlam 2010? <laughs> because it's it's even more egregious no sell than that. I was thinking about Gorilla Monsoon. Would like, and it would really annoy me as a kid. He would bollock Brett when Brett would do the Brett pin. If you've seen a Brett Hart match, you know what I'm talking about. But like two hands leaning on the shoulder, an actual pinning the shoulders to the mat. And Gorilla, the cantankerous old boot, would go like, "You're not going to beat a man without hooking a leg brain or whatever." It's like, hang on. Think about that. Like, you're covering the body, and then you're letting up, say, your right hand, not to press the body down, but to pick a leg up. The hitman is just pushing the shoulders down with all of his Pinning legs. them to the mat. Yeah. Hooking the leg is a disease. But I think for whatever, it's one of those things that, uh, wrestling stupid, it's one of those things that has just become this maxim. you got to hook the leg. you got to hook the leg. Hook the leg to the point where... You forgot that the word pin in pin, weirdly enough, is critical to the point where you can see them like almost leaning on the abdomen to stretch to get yeah. the leg. And then nowhere near the shoulders. Release pressure from the shoulders. Yes. I'll tell you one of the best ever pins, and it's one of the only things I'll put over about this match, the Brett and Sean Ironman match, when Sean basically makes himself the filling in a Brett sandwich. So Brett is like C-shaped. 
Yes. Sean has got his body weight across Brett's shoulders and then bends his legs round. He's like knackered, so he's putting his head back and he's selling. So Brett's own legs are on top of Sean's body, which is on top of Brett's body. Yes. So it's like, I bet Brett came up with that, actually. So be like, That's uh, Brett Sandwich since me and you discussed him in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, it's that sort of thing, isn't it? Like, hang on, hang on, old schooler. Talk, yeah. me, through, talk me through that one again. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of old school, it's going to be a 30 minute uh, tag <laughs> match. Oh, this kicks ass. Oh, this graphic uh, no, no, did no, it for me. No, no, come on, let's go. I'm not being stupid here. Not being, <laughs> let's not be too negative. CM Punk, Darby Allen, staying in a mystery partner, who I know, oh. um, versus Jay White, Swerve Strickland, Brian Cage, and Luchasaurus. Um, that's, I want to look at that. Yep. I want to look at that. It's, we, we mentioned, we referenced this point. Again, we're doing a lot of stuff for older listeners, but it is a collision show, I guess, that we're allowed. But for younger listeners, the uh, the Survivor Series showdown was a lovely thing uh, in the old days mm. where, oh my God. where Survivor Series teams, obviously teams of five, strive to survive. Vincent Mann was the best. Um, um, as a promoter and a marker and nothing else. Yes, awful, thank awful you. Human being. But rhyming and alliteration went in when you were a kid. All these teams of fours and fives, we're like we're in individual We're in individual feuds with teams each other. of four. Do that for fight some more because there's only four of them. You see, yeah. so uh, say for example, the Visionaries headed up by uh, Rick Martel. Why? Because he blinded Jay Roberts. The Visionaries, it's and amazing. they're all sharply dressed. Martel, Power and Glory, the oh Warlord. Yeah. Oh my god! Against Jake the Snake's Roberts, the Vipers, because these Visionaries are about to step into the new how to sell on the Fed, not like that JCP and. Uh, <laughs> Jake's been blinded, but it's a Vipers. Was it Vipers Net? Vipers Pit? Something like that. Yeah. So they're going to step into that, right? On the Survivor Series showdown, you get Marty Jannetty from the Vipers versus Rick Martel from the Visionaries. And it's a teaser of the multi-man. Oh, my God. It goes totally against what we're into now of Go Home. It's nearly all the match, but it's a tag version. This was like, no, no, no. The tag version is so hot. We're going to give you a singles one. This is that. This is like all these different singles matches. And then they're, throw, they're showing you... It's an all-star eight-man. It's, yeah. it's marketed as... And they're showing you, and I don't think this is by accident, who isn't nostalgic already for the days when Sting, Darby, and uh, Punk would team together with their face paint and the matching shirts. And that. that was maybe... Is it hyperbole to say the happiest I've ever been? Like, <laughs> you watch that and you're like, oh, God. Like, Wrestling's the great. business is back. I remember watching that Dynamite coming in, doing a podcast. And my wildest take of, they knew it was the holidays. Let's have a bit of knockabout house show fun. So they do that spot where CM Punk chases oh my God. MJF up one set of stairs and then down the other. It's a plot point. Two different plot points. <laughs> one, he's the sniveling coward running away. We need to do a dog collar. Two... Oh, that's CM Punk. Oh, you're an old man. You look, you can't even put away um, Lee Moriarty. You're an old man. Actually, no, he's not that old because he's running he's up and down the, the arena. He's getting back to physical peak. Isn't the pinnacle all wear yellow All as disguised well. as this really fun, it's December, let's piss about a yeah. bit. They were all in yellow, I think, as the cowards, weren't they? And the stinger had Punk's fists on his head. Yes. Remember that? Like, the, the legend is actually putting over yeah. the, quote, young guy in, like, Punk's not that old because the old man's putting him over. Yeah, the complete oh, antithesis God. of Johnny Gargano doing Shawn Michaels' pose backstage. <laughs> so, yeah, this match this rule, fun. Look at these it's guys. very, very fun. Again, if this goes, like, 30 minutes, I, I equate 30 minutes in my investment and my valuable time with something of real importance. Like, this is 12 minutes of just spot, spot, tease, tease. Oh, you can't fight because you're going to fight later. That would be ideal. I've got a sense that'll go five minutes too long. It's collision after all. He's on the baddies again. Jay White, 
Swerve. Luchasaur- Swerve. Brian Cage and Luchasaurus. That's not bad, is it, really? Like, you know what? I was thinking about this. I hope Brian Cage, I hope Morgan Embassy are involved in the party match and the baby faces run him off. Brian Cage should be on that show. Yeah. I don't want to do this like so and so should deserve it, but like, it's hard to sort of see him stood in the background. This is, Swerve welcomed out my plan all along, Christian Cage. It was like, he's better than everyone in my stable yeah. who, you know, by comparison, just looks like losers. I'll tell you what I want to see because I've not been impressed by him as a heel since, was it Full Gear last year? That was Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy in the cage? It was either that or Revolution. Revolution was the coffin, so it must have been Full Gear. Yeah. I want to see Luchasaurus and Darby do some stuff yeah. here because. Darby versus anyone bigger than him, which is everyone, is always great because Darby Allen's a fantastic wrestler. I need to see something a bit more from Luchasaurus because he hasn't impressed me in um, months. The all-out match, isn't it? Or a bounce? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so I want to I get hyped for that. So mm-hmm. I think it's a good vehicle for that. Um, two more segments. Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, and Penta L Zero Medio. Um, oh, oh. It's time to play the game! What is that stable called? Who have we got? Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Orange Cassidy and Penta El Zero Miedo. Cassidy, Kingston, and Penta. The spreadsheet squad. I was just. This is like a road two show, isn't it? Yeah. Like, this is a, a New Japan road two show. Uh, they, these are in matches. And these are in matches. Check it out. I have to. <laughs> oh, they're going up against the Butcher, Dablade, and Kip Sabian. See, they're cohesive. They should win. Yes. Like, the whole point of this Kingston group, we've lost it. Like, they're not really mates, but Kingston in particular was really sick of the Blackpool Combat Club. Is that a story? I think it's a story. Like, sick of Moxley. Moxley. Like, Moxley is, and the BCC have targeted best friends and Lucha Brothers separately. For, for reasons. Yeah, because they're, they're feuding. Because it's on a spreadsheet. Yeah. Moxley's want, like he hasn't actually said he wants the international title yet, has he? That was definitely teased, but no, he hasn't said in the past out loud. month. I know he worked um, Wheeler last week, yeah, but that has been de-emphasized. Something rotten, which is a shame because one of be, it's what it's been one of the real highlights of AEW this year. And you forget that he's got the belt, the the international champion. It's, it's, how's that? How's that not happened? It's Wembley. It's London. How's that not like? Didn't they defend in Canada? Because well, it's the international title. Yeah. How was that? I've no. I've just thought about that now. How are we not having an international title match? Not just because it would be good. I'm not doing my Kenny Omega singles match thing here. That's the one belt. I know. Well, we've got to defend that. The world. Well, I and the world like, titles. The international title. I know. I get it. A specialist. It's not. It's not as if they're going to go to like yeah. Lebanon next week. Yeah. <laughs> good choice. So uh, Babyfaces obviously win. Aye. They should be called... Cassidy doing... Should, as a team, they should be called Juice Job. Because freshly squeezed, Kingston likes to bleed, and Penn has been tried as a jobber for his entire AW run. Juice Apart job. from all our 2021. Juice Job. Yeah, how that tag title I'll let the spreadsheet run, how that tag title run work out. Yeah, so the division started today. Slowly. Did they lose in two? Jungle Boy and... Luchasaurus. Yeah, Jurassic Express. They had a, like, underrated run, those two, didn't they? Jurassic Express. I didn't like that was a proper we don't talk about this enough run it was because I think it was purely in the ring it was let down I think because Christian Cage became the booker (laughs) (laughs) remember that he just booked three ways all the time yeah (laughs) anyway 
Baby faces win. Spreadsheet squad win for the spreadsheet squad. Well, no, but they have to. Yeah, they're the ones that are working on. Like, I love Dad Butcher and Dad Blade and Kip Sabian, but they're not winning. So yeah, but the baby faces are going to win the main event. I would think. Oh, maybe they won't actually. Maybe uh, the heels win the main event. Uh, Jack Perry is going to retire for the FTW title. We've done this on Dynamite, wasn't it? And then it wasn't. In Taz needs to be. Should we just cut the old? Can you? Can you? Can you I'll can you see do that. I, I'll see if I can find it. Yeah. No, don't bother. Yeah. Taz needs to bump. I want to see Taz bump. You know this, though, don't you? You know what happened. You've read us. You've stumbled upon a spoiler. I know. Yeah, I don't know how it plays out, but I know the there's an outcome, shall we say, and I'll leave it there. Yeah. As actually, hasn't Tony Khan already publicly announced the match? Oh. Well, I don't know then. It's zero hour. There is a match. Yeah, that's the outcome I'm aware of. Should we talk about it? Should we give people a spoiler? Right, one? okay, we're pretty much finished here and pass the mid-roll ad. So if you don't <laughs> want a spoiler that, I think it's already actually... Okay, used. well, that's good if it is, yeah. Um, from... Subscribe to our cult wrestling. Follow M. Sidgwick at pamphlet. X. X. It's Perry versus Hook on the zero hour for the FTW title. So any... I thought, with it being Rob Van Dam's coming in and Jerry Lynn's, and I thought they were going to do some kind of ECW reunion multi-man yeah. tag or something, but that's not happening. <laughs> Thanks for coming, Rob Van Dam. Um, so that's the match. Fuck gets about back, probably. Zero hour no. for Jack Perry after double or nothing. That is very and you know it wasn't it didn't feel like it, but he actually had an IWGP world title. If you got two pay per views and the guy who's headlined your last full pay per view had an IWGP title at your last collaboration pay per view and it's now on a zero hour of a show on the two pay per views in as many weeks. That would indicate to me that this heel run has not gone well at all. No. this He could retain, couldn't he, on the zero hour? And they could build a one last chance thing for Hook all out. A big stippy. Yeah. Stippy. Stiffy. It's giving me a stippy. It's not, yeah. it's not giving me a stiffy. No stippies. No. Are you getting a stiffy about this uh, collision? No. I'm, fucking, I'm talking to the listeners. Oh, sorry. Right, yeah. Are you getting a stiffy about this week's collision? <laughs> Are you hyped? <laughs> tweet replies. Medium. Medium. Are you, you going to stiff you about collision? Let us know on X. On X. I want your semis on X. At what culture? WWE. Whilst you're there, you can follow Michael Hamflit. Michael Hamflit. At Michael Hamflit. Yeah. Follow me at M Sedgwick. Um, we don't really know what and when we're doing it all in. We're excited weekend. for it. We're doing a podcast review, obviously, either after the show stuff. or at a ridiculous time in the morning, but not too far removed from it. Um, obviously, with the tragic like passing of Bray Wyatt, what a strange... That's not registered with me yet at all. No. So sad, so surreal. Um, we've tried to do a, um, a candid um, retrospective of his WWE career. That has dropped earlier, um, so please do check that out. Um, stick around at your feeds. Um, we will get you a lot of stuff. We just don't quite know what, where, and when on the feed, but there'll be loads. Um, at What Culture WWE on Twitter, and you can subscribe on you know Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Pods, or wherever you get your podcasts from. My student has just stuck his hand up. We are. This is the last chance for us to say. Despite this, we are very buzzed for all in. Oh, why? And we are very buzzed if you're listening to this and going as well for you to come and say hello. If you see us kicking around, there's going to be eighty thousand people. So if in some sort of Where's Wally miracle moment, you spot one of us. Please come and say hello, and we'll either whinge together about how the build has failed or cheer together at how excited we are to be at Wembley watching AEW. It's amazing. It is amazing. 
and the run-up has been poor. And we're happy to have both those nice chats uh, with you if we happen to see you at the show. So come and say hello if you do. We're Indeed. excited. And both things can be true at the same time. See you later, guys. <laughs>